Hello ladies and gentlemen, my name is Samalet64 and welcome back to the Robocast. I'm joined alongside... Anderson9132, the Robot Wars Girl. I'm, I'm kidding, That's I'm a, Steve the American Killjoy. blatant lie. Uh, Anderson's currently on holiday <laughs> in Germany. Um, yes, he is. How, how very dare he miss out on this excellent moment. Uh, we have got some uh, some cover for him though. Uh, introduce yourself. Yes. Hello, I'm uh, Jevon Woodrow from World of Woodrow and I am your... Uh, Anderson nine one three two replacement service. Welcome, Jevon. It's, it's about damn time you came yes. on this thing. It's about damn time. This feels really weird. The, the keen star of the Robot Wars community. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like I'm listening to the podcast, and I'm in the podcast. Uh. <laughs> it's so strange. It's so strange. Um, and we have a guest for this week's episode. Uh, introduce yourself, sir. Hi, I'm Joe. Um, I make Bugglebots and I fight robots with Sam. Yes. Um, and I'm a big fan of the podcast. Oh, you do too. Big kind. fan of World yeah. Woodrow, so it's an honour to be amongst such brilliant <laughs> it's, people. It's, so. Oh, stop it! It's an honour <laughs> to have you with us. I mean, we've we've talked you know about doing a Bugglebots podcast for a long time. Um, obviously, last year we, we kind of got caught off guard, and it was like it wasn't long after Battlebots came out, if I remember correct, or finished, if I remember correctly. We were just kind of like, do you know what? Let's just not do this again because it's just so yeah. much effort yeah. to do. Well, but, Bugglebot, um, I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, Battlebots take the podcast. It, it takes a lot out of us. Cause it does. It's, it's every week we have to. He has to set it up. I mean, I just show up. I don't know what. I mean, Sam, you, you need. You're like the the MVP of this podcast, honestly. <laughs> and yeah. getting everybody where they're supposed yeah, to be and yelling it's... at us and telling us what what we have to do. <laughs> so, it's hard. Like, appreciate Sam, it. Sam and I share the same pains of just yeah. furious editing for deadlines. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a, it's the struggle's Extreme real. Anxiety, the struggle's it, yeah. real. The struggle's <laughs> real. But we are here to discuss Bugglebots. Finally, the entirety of season one. Um, you know, from what I remember, I you know I enjoyed season one of Bugglebots. It was you know it was very different um, to what you kind of used to with your robot combat shows, obviously because the machines are much smaller. Um, and we'll come to you, Joe. First of all, where where did the idea come from? Why why Bugglebots? Everyone asks when, but why? So, uh, my understanding of it, I wasn't there at the very, very beginning. The very, very beginning was Robot Wars got cancelled, mm-hmm. um, which obviously was a very sad moment to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I believe Ben, who was just a big fan of it, uh, mm-hmm. Ben Hassan, um, he he saw, I think Tim wrote a status about it saying, don't be sad, the live team's awesome. And Ben wasn't involved in the live team at the time, but he was involved in the kind of the more, the, the meme community, the internet community around it. And... Um, I think I think he was like, oh, you know what? I think we can do our own show. Um, and I think he started talking to Sarah, who's one of the presenters on the show now, mm-hmm. um, about what's the feasibility of doing a show. Um, and then Sarah dropped me a message, being like, "You seem to have venues for events. How do you do that?" <laughs> and I was like, "Well, <laughs> I leech off a university." So <laughs> the best like way to, to do, do it. <laughs> And uh, with a few more conversations, they they hadn't really got a film crew or uh, sort of the means to make it into a show, I guess. Then you had to kind of get a Beatle event going. Um, but I had a bit of experience with film stuff, not much, but mm-hmm. I, I, I've done a couple of music videos. It's literally about it in my experience. But um, uh, so Bogglebots was a lot of learning on the job, from what I'm from what I'm gaining here. Yeah, essentially, it was a mixture of, um, I did outweights in my university, and we did little interviews beforehand, um, and I sort of stole that style, combined with um, pretty much anyone in the community I knew who who was capable with a camera or with editing software. I, I remember um, Sarah asking me um, asking me to come help, but I couldn't do it because I couldn't get it off work, which really made me sad. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> um, so, I'm one of our production runners. Yeah, so I was... 
I was going to come um, down, but I couldn't do it. <laughs> but mm. the film, the film crew are literally um, a bunch of people piled together in a Facebook group uh, as soon as Robot Wars was got, got cancelled. Called like Good Hit Productions or something. I, I can't remember what it was. It didn't quite work out. It was a bunch of ideas that didn't quite come to fruition. But in there. There was this guy, Rob, who, Rob Webb, who's now one of my best mates, uh, who does all the visuals for the show. He literally had some After Effects skills doing cool fire and stuff. I was like, that's cool, let's grab him. And then there was um, this guy, Stephen Atwell, who, who made the documentary on YouTube called um, uh, Fighting Spirit. I don't know if yes, you've seen that. Yes, it's, it's, it's the Ooh. one, I think they interviewed us, which is... Yes, yes, yeah. Flamingo's in that video, pre-joining yeah. Flamingo, and yeah. that was your first event, so it's yeah. a really good capturing of your first like, event <laughs> yeah, experience. Yeah, absolutely. But he's probably the most, him and there's another guy as well um, called Stuart, who are both film students, so we basically used all of their gear and experience. Um, and then Jerome, who had a load of film gear from doing sort of similar stuff Have in Holland. And uh, am I forgetting someone else? And my friend Phil and Simon, who are just friends from uni that had just shot music videos with me. So literally just anyone I knew who had a camera, I grabbed and said, come to this lecture theatre in Bristol. It just sounds like a logistical nightmare. It really does. <laughs> well, it was, it was a literal sort of like, I, we don't really know how this is going to work. We know what a Beatle arena looks like. We've, uh, I'd been to UE, I'd done one Beatle event at that point. So the thing we did to sort of prepare for it was we got Shane, who, who's the arena provider, um, to do an event with us with Bristol Bot Builders yep. in the July beforehand. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and we invited most of the people we sort of thought might come and compete and uh, tested out a few cameras and and test out the format as well. We secretly did the format of Bugglebots uh, at a Bristol Bot Builders event to see does this format actually really work. Mm-hmm. And the answer was... Yeah, pretty much. Mm. It's basically Robot Wars Series 10 format, because we loved how... It was so good. It was so it, good. It really worked really well. It, it got you to see robots more than once. It gave teams a chance, if they had a little screw up in, in, in their first fight, to go back, fix it, and come back better. So exactly. that, yeah. Like, I hate the concept of you do one fight and you're gone. Like, yeah, I want to like... get to know, you, you've got the effort of getting a robot working in the arena, which is the hardest part. Like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you should definitely give people more than one chance. I mean, look, look at Nuts 2 in Series 9, for example. You know, it was there for 10 oh, seconds right. and died, and then... Exactly. Yeah, you, you, saw, you saw it the next year, and it was amazing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, give people another chance, and who knows, they might come third somehow. Like. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get to him later. <laughs> like, I'm so glad Ro- Robot Wars ended with Nuts coming that high up. Isn't yeah, that, like, a it's, just, it's just so... Ending, like... Yeah, it's yep. just so strange. How... how... Yeah, we're a bit biased, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we love the format. I think that we wanted to see more of that. Um, and we love Beetleweights because they have the same sort of style of impacts as heavyweights and featherweights. This sort of big oof that you don't quite get with weights. Um, right. But they're obviously a lot cheaper and a lot easier to transport. Um, so mm-hmm. the perks of them being cheaper has meant a lot more people could enter. Yes. And the other benefit was we actually get more international competitors and, and sl- slight, slight uh, what's the word? Um, I can't words today, sorry, I've been editing too much. <laughs> slight sneaky bit, um, we've got a lot of international competitors next season, oh, even, even more than the first season. And I think it's, we couldn't, if we were doing a heavyweight show, we couldn't probably do that. Like, not that we could afford to do a heavyweight show. <laughs> the logistics would just be a nightmare. I, can, yeah, I mean, exactly. I can't imagine how BattleBots does it. Exactly. Well, they have to, yeah, there's this ridiculous uh, weeks in advance shipping uh, right. process. And I 
happen to know the back end of that is probably you know 20 times the budget of our entire show <laughs> These you uh, think you can bring these in a shoulder bag, basically. Yeah, exactly. You know, People do. Like uh, Alex Mordew <laughs> just rocks up with a weedy, you know, suitcase. He took it around the pub afterwards. So basically, saw who's again the pub. Um, <laughs> it probably was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dear me, you know, yeah. it, it is. You know, it, it's so amazing how, like, you know, because obviously we've we've talked about you know the robots before. You know, um, you know the modern shows, and we've talked about you know the teams and how they put things together. And why was you know we haven't actually talked about the production of the show itself. We never had you know, that kind of level of you know people to talk to. Really, mm-hmm. it's very interesting to see, to hear it from what you know, it's, you know someone who's actually making the program that you're watching. It's it's very kind of there's a lot of insight you can get from that. You know, it's very much different to what you you get from say someone who's who's building to compete. Mm-hmm. It's a different kind of stress, <laughs> if you like. The thing I the thing I appreciate most, as well as obviously it's a very much community show, like everyone who's in the team, no one's getting paid for this. We're all yeah. doing it because we yeah. love the sport, but we're all roboteers at heart. So the commentators are, you know, have robots. Well, Stephen run makes his own show as well. Exactly. So it's a very well established roboteer. Mm-hmm. The hosts are very much involved in the scene, and all the film crew are. So like we're as much part of being roboteers as film crew, and I think. Mm-hmm. While the show is not going to be that quality of a TV show, it has it. Hopefully, the passion comes across that we it's, are yeah, a show for roboteers by roboteers. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's a show by fans for fans. You know, it's, yeah. you know, it, it is. You know, and like, for for what it's worth, you know, considering you had a budget of, I think it was pretty much nothing, wasn't it, for the for the first season, and you know, the fact that you managed to put it all together and it came out looking so nice is mm-hmm. a testament to all you guys. So you know, it's just a a great pleasure to you know to actually. Thank you for that as well. You know, it's, it's, it's wonderful. Oh, thanks, man. Um, <laughs> it was literally, I think we paid the petrol for all the people who could get us, who needed to get their stuff there in terms of the, the crew and the arena and stuff. Mm. And uh, I think that was literally it. It was literally just scrounging and doing stuff on the cheap, um, which, is, which is great. Um, but yeah, somehow this, i got to say, I, I, I mean, I'm biased again, but... And I'm a bit blind to it now after editing for the last five months. But I think this next season looks a bit better. Like, there's no more blue. I don't know if you'll see in the first season. There's a lot of blue for some reason. We had some light problems. And yes. Bob is just forever this kind of blue ghost. Um, so that's fixed. But obviously, as well, because now we have a name and we've done it before. Um, we we had this sort of, like... We had this caliber that meant that roboteers from all over were applying because they knew what it was this yeah. time. Yeah, you, you, you establish yourself, basically. Yeah, exactly. And I think everyone coming back knowing what to expect. There's mm-hmm. so much less less stress and more just hype. And there was so much buzz as everyone arrived for this season. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of like... The first season kind of reminded me of, like, not, not in, in, in the nicest way here, Series 8 of Road Wars, like, no one really knew what was going to come. And oh, then... Absolutely. And then series nine, the standard just jump forward so much sort of thing. You feel what I mean? And I think that was part of, if I'm honest, like I want to get this across. The the issues with season one was uh, we'd put it just a couple of weeks after Insomnia that you were at yes. as well. Yes. Yeah. And so many people were, in my myself, were exhausted. We're, build, we're building feathers, building featherweights. That <laughs> we had a lot of dropouts. Um, yeah. We had to pull a lot of strings to get enough robots to compete in the first season, mm-hmm. um, and. That I think there was something beautiful about having we had exactly thirty functioning robots on the day, <laughs> um, which is what we needed for a show. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, 
yeah, I think that's what's exciting about this new season is is that everyone was there so prepared and the robots were just so good and everyone That's the there. dream. <laughs> yeah, basically. So I think the quality of fights is, is, is way up. Like I think that's the one thing everyone's so buzzed to show. Like all the roboteers have been so patient to show this new show. To yes, you. yes. I mean we, we've, we've we've seen all the wins. We'll we'll get to when maybe later on. Ooh. Anyway, we are here to discuss season one. I suppose we should probably talk about the actual uh, fights as well themselves. Uh, season mm-hmm. Heat Heat one uh, in the end was won by Captain Doom, and the Doom Kid. What a he was just class the whole way through. Just the, the deadpan, Ruthless, man. the deadpan reactions, <laughs> everything. But oh this, man, his attitude, I loved it. He was he was just so clinical. It was it was scary to watch. You know, it was, it was very very cool. But this ro- this Heat has the best robot in the entire series. In it, it has Good Boy. <laughs> good boy's amazing. The goodest boy. The goodest boy. That's a great example. Good boy, uh, Felix brought along as a spare robot last minute for a bit of a joke, mm-hmm. and then it ended up on the show because we had so many drop <laughs> uh, And it became beloved. Um, good boy is the best boy. you might get to see good boy again, you never know. Maybe. Ooh, maybe. Mm-hmm. A, a quick cameo from good boy. Um, good boy. Obviously, Captain Doom winning the heat... Yeah, uh, I believe it's the young man's name Tyler. I think it is Tyler, isn't it? Yeah, it's Tyler. Yeah, he's yeah. he was just on it from the word go, wasn't he? he like he, he's just he's a, he, maybe he is part machine himself, but he was just fantastic. I, yeah. I got to see him live over uh, this past uh, about a month ago. Now it's almost now. Uh, he he came down to Orlando, and he is a a masterclass driver with this robot. This D two kit that he 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 becomes one with his D two kit. Uh, it's just, it, it, I mean, people can say what they want about kits, but you can give a, 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 somebody a kit and they'll do terrible with it, possibly, because they don't know how to drive the darn thing. But this, it was just, I mean, you can see it on the show, the fact that it's just, it's so hard to fight. It's, it's, mm-hmm. there, there's no angle. There's no angle you can get around this thing. And that's not just the fact of the design. It, it's, it's the fact that the person driving it knows how to use their tools. You know what I mean? They know, they, they know how to use what, what was given to them. Uh, and he's just—he's just a really good driver. I don't know what else to say. You know, it's—it's it, it's one of those things that, uh, it's a—it's a perfect fit. You know, and it, yeah, he—he he, he outclassed everyone in this heat. He really like a really important thing that people don't realize as well is, is he's not just bought a kit and turned up. He's right. had, had he's worked on this kit for years and modified yes. it like the wheel guards, the different wedge attachments, like and he's become one with the machine. Like he goes mm-hmm. and dominates so many competitions because he just really knows this robot inside and out. And so does so does his mum. I think that was the <laughs> yeah. His mum was there like supporting him all the way. She was like she'd come with a broken ankle. I think it was as well. And, <laughs> They weren't sure they were get, I think the robot got lost in, in luggage as well. Yeah, I, like, I remember that story. Like, there's all sorts of issues they had to face, apart from just coming from America to Bristol, which is like, oh, you yeah. know. <laughs> so, it brings the effort in, and it really yeah. shows. I think it's great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, it's uh, it's quite quite the machine. Uh, Jevin, I'm going to bring you in here. Um, what, yeah. what do you remember of uh, Heat 1? I mean, you know, what, what stood out for you? Uh, I was really excited to see Drizzle in action. Uh, mm-hmm. They are just such an awesome-looking machine. Monsoon in BattleBots uh, really impressed me in the 2018 season. To see this tiny little version of it uh, very nearly um, do some incredibly crazy things while it was there yes. um, was was just great. And it didn't matter how long or short the fight was; it was always entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Tom always likes to put on a show, doesn't he? And uh, 
I think Drizzle's certainly uh, certainly one of the, those machines that puts on a show no matter what. Um, I always also like the look of Nightingale with the uh, the overhead saw. Yes. Um, very much you know classic dead metal vibes for me there with the just the, the way that it actuated. It was just it just so slick. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean. Captain Doom obviously dominating the heat in the end, going through to the final. Uh, I think was it Drizzle that went into the rumble in the end. It was. I believe. That's right, yeah. yeah, Drizzle. Drizzle after started face planting after two seconds in its first fight, ending up in the heat final, <laughs> and uh, face planting again. <laughs> which yeah. Is is the way it's meant to be, I suppose. Um, yeah. Move on to heat two. Yeah. We're uh, not going to talk about. We're not going to talk about serious business in the bloodshot eye. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> serious serious business was. I mean. <laughs> You've got to enjoy new designs. Yeah, right? it's, I mean, it, it was it was inventive. You know, I like the fact that you know <laughs> the, the the angle of the cutting disc instead of it being like a verse, it's it's a kind of like it's like a like a grinding sideways disc. It's very strange, and I appreciate that. I think it wanted I think it wanted to be a flatbot in a way. Yes, it, yeah. it, it, it is begging to be a flatbot, isn't it? Really, like it just. I think the idea was it, it swings overhead and then soars into things. It was quite. <laughs> Quite an exciting animated idea, um, but I think obviously it was his first ever robot, so he he had a he's been working on it actually. He's now built a version with two saws. I oh, nice. good. <laughs> so we might see that in February. I'm quite excited to see. Mm. What he's, up to. he's stuck with it, which I think is great. You know? Yeah, yeah. You, need, you need these crazy designs. It's, it's all well and good, you know, building to you know high standard and you know, building to one specific style, but you know, you just need something outside the box every now and then. You know, it's, it's definitely it's, it's all good fun. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, Futamushi as well. It was a, that was a thing, but it, it was good fun. You know, I think it, 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 it beat it beat Drizzle, didn't it? Well, Drizzle lost. Well, yeah, yes. Drizzle it, lost it the fact it. that Drizzle beat itself. Yeah, and yeah. Udamishi moved. Hey, look, it was uh, it, it was almost a fight. You you got to take the W's where you get them, man. Sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes you get that don't get that lucky. Oh yeah. Yeah, so Morgan, Morgan, who built Futamishi, he always goes to the extreme. So inside Futamishi is an is an actual drill motor, which is oh, wow. something that's, like that's feather that's featherweight standard. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what featherweights use for drive, and he's using it for his beetle, which I think is awesome. Um, and he's kept doing that now. He keeps building versions of Futamishi that are ridiculous and overpowered and. <laughs> Might explode, but it's, it's beautiful, you know. It's, it's all, it's all part, it's all part of the game. It's all part of the exactly. game. It's all part of the game. He too had a fair bit of, um, you know, people who I'm actually familiar with. You know, I obviously going into Heat One, you obviously you, you know your Tom Brewsters, you know uh, Liz from Nightingale as well. You know the other guys I wasn't 100 percent familiar with. Yeah. Obviously, this one you can't, you know, Snappy. Obviously, our there team might be major. one person on this team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Snappy, I've never heard of that. Yeah, uh, Snappy, uh, obviously our teammate and uh, all-round good guy, Craig Croucher, with his bright neon shirt, (laughs) which was meant to be green, wasn't it? Apparently, safety green. Safety green. Yeah, green. Yeah, it was neon yellow. That's not. very safe. Retina destroying. Retina destroying. Yeah, that's not. That's very safe. Bourbon, obviously, was built by the same guy who built Deadlock. Robert. I can't pronounce it. Is it Karpinski? I think so, yeah. That's a good effort. If, if, correct me if I'm wrong, Robert. I'm sorry, or Rob, if you're out there. Uh, Limpets, obviously, if you uh, remember way back when uh, to Series 2 of Robot Wars, you might remember uh, John Denny's first machine, Limpet. Uh, this is uh, the Beetleweight version, uh, piloted by John Denny Jr. Yep. And uh, Mini Spinny, which looks very familiar. Not sure where from. Yeah. It looks very familiar. Uh... It's Cherub, isn't it? Uh, oh, yeah. oh, very yeah, good. It's gotta be. Very good. C- CD4T. Ah, that's the one. 
Uh, and you've got uh, that's piloted by uh, Rory Charlesworth, who built Aegis. Um, quite an interesting heat this one was. I, I thought this was probably the stronger heat of the first two. Yes. Um, yeah, definitely. It, you know, there's there's quite a few good fights in there, and you know, watching Bourbon flick Snappy around in round two was very exciting. Yes. Um, OMG is just such a beautiful looking machine as well. Just the yes. way that it's all put together is very nice. Mm-hmm. You know, Hard Knocks as well looks looks solid. Um, just got hard knocked around. It, 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 yeah. Anderson is here. Yeah, he, he was. Yeah, but you know, I the, think the thing that's obvious in this heat is uh, if you're in the Beatles scene, that a lot of these people are absolute regulars and have done many iterations of their robots, particularly Snappy and yep. Limpet and Bourbon. They've yep. been around since the beginning of Beatles in sort of 2015, 16. So they're veterans of the scene, you might say. Mm-hmm. Um, and that standard kind of shows, you know, you can see the experienced hands at work here, really. Like, you know, you look at Snappy, it looks quite unassuming. You know, it's, it's you know, it's got it's got actual hinges on the back. But, it, right. it, it, you know, it, it knows, you know, Craig knows what he's doing. He's, he's not he's not a silly guy. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I don't know, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Dep- depends who you ask really, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, he's, he's not going to forgive us, Joe, you know that, don't you? Yeah, that's fine. Craig, <laughs> we love you. Sort of course, of course we do, because we love, we love Craig. <laughs> um, Limpy eventually winning the heat. Um, John Denny's driving is just stunning. Uh, ma- just, just masterclass again. It's just, I mean, this was after seeing these first two heats. I wouldn't have been surprised to see both Limpet and Captain Doom in the in the grand final against each other. A, a driver against a driver. Like that wouldn't have surprised me uh, had that happened. Um, I mean, that would, I, I, John just. It's just I I don't I don't know how these people like I really wish I could become a better driver. I've driven robots for what three years now, uh, and I'm I'm still as terrible as when I started. Uh, it's it, I I don't know how like it, it, it's like they talk to the robots like they're like they they like say go go here stay away from the pit go after like I I don't know I just wish mm-hmm. I I'm, I'm just falling into my own little rut of like I wish I was a better driver. No, <laughs> but yeah, he's <laughs> but yeah. It's, it, it was a really good heat. It was a really good driving heat. I think the fact mm-hmm. that we saw both Snappy and Limpet in the final here shows how, even with a big weapon, you still may not win against something that could push you better than, uh, than most. So. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Limpet's such an equivalent of Captain Doom for the UK. They're both right. in the live scene. They're always coming like first, if not seconds. You know, right. they have a big trophy collection. Mm-hmm. So they were definitely when we were like looking at the lineup, we were like, we will be shocked if that's not the final for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Jevin, anything to add? Um, just looking through the photos, Snappy is. Um, I find it quite annoying because I designed a very similar machine, and then <laughs> Snappy came along, and I was like, "Oh damn!" Well, that's that gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I, it's very sleek and simple, isn't it? And oh. I, I just remember hearing rumblings that Mini Spinny had a different name before it was Mini Spinny. Yeah, it was, uh, uh, what is it, Tiny PP? I think he called it. <laughs> Tiny PP. <laughs> no, that's not going to work. <laughs> You're going to get demonetized faster than you start. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that'd be YouTube. Which, definitely take it all, all, all the ad revenue from BoilerBot's gone. <laughs> game over. <laughs> game over. <laughs> Uh, well, another example of he built that robot i think like a week before the show he mm, was originally wow. going to come along with um um you know those talking sea bass 
Oh my god. <laughs> he was going to bring one as like a joke for like a whiteboard or something. <laughs> and then last minute said, oh, I'm building a PP3D thing. I reckon I can get it done in time. So again, pulling out the stops to make the show happen. It was so good. It's such a cool robot. It looks so legit. It, honestly, the, 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 just the, cause the one thing I loved about the original PP3D was like the kind of the back armor, like this way, like, you know, all ridged and like a, like a spine. It's got the same yeah. same effects, but obviously in 3D print, or I think it's 3D print, and it just it just looks so nice. Just so it delivered some good hits. This one, it this did. little guy, it did. It was a it was certainly a potent you know spinner, and it, it you know it's just a shame that it got drew into kind of a, a nasty heat really. Mm. Yeah, tough tough uh, pushes to face with for him definitely. They're both really well wedge optimized against those sort of undercutters. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, in yeah. the end, uh, Limpet winning that heat with uh, Snappy going into the Rumble. Uh, we'll talk about that a bit later on. Heat 3 uh, saw, um, quite again, quite a few recognisable faces. Uh, you might have recognised uh, the driver of Flick from Bucky the Robot. Um, obviously, recently uh, in BattleBots with Jasper, uh, big Tom Lloyd. He's... he's uh, He's, he's, yeah, and he's it, done a couple of shows in China, too. Yeah, well. he's, I think he's done, he's he's done everything. He's, he's one of only a few people that have done all three. Yeah. Which, and obviously, yeah. Buggle as well. Um, he's been on YouTube and television. I know. Look at this. Look at this guy. If you if you haven't seen his uh, career build vlog, by the way, it's very oh, funny. Oh, Just go go and watch that. It's brilliant. I, I laughed for a solid ten minutes after watching that. It, <laughs> he is so naturally funny, um, and Dave Moles is, which is just completely. You don't think of it when you're watching things like Robot Wars, but yeah, it's yeah, he's, he's got really, a wicked, really wicked sense of humour, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, it really does. Um, Max Merva Drive as well, brought to you by uh, the uh, Team Ogre Kill team, uh, Sam Price, who was on uh, Apex in Robot Wars. <laughs> Love. Fox, I think. Sorry? And I think he did Foxic. Oh, he, yeah, he was, he was with yeah. Foxic, wasn't he? He was with yeah. Foxic. Yeah. He's Good. definitely known for his featherweights as well. He was one yes. of the big builders yeah. of featherweights, only on many axe bots and stuff. But yeah. he definitely, as soon as he built, built this and started testing this, like at the event before this, uh, before this show, he, people were starting to get really, really nervous that, oh, I have to care about my top armor now. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like imagine like a mini, a mini saw blade, and you have maximum Moga drive it. It's just Ooh. so good. And uh, uh, I believe uh, Rory Mangles drove it at um, the Euros this year. Yeah, I think, I think to, was, was it fourth on the, on the top few. Yeah, fourth, fourth place. Was it third or fourth place? It was, it was certainly up there, wasn't it? Yeah, did, yeah, it's it's a lethal bot. There's a lot of stuff to fit in in a you know a one and a half kilograms. I think that's the challenge with it, really. Yeah, because you essentially got two weapons there. You've got the the lifter arm bits that you've got to have in there as well as the saw to actually cut down. It, it so just, it's just a really complicated thing to get right. It just works so well. So good. It was so good. It was so good. And then uh, Wee Woo as well was very impressive as well. It's just so much fun. It's a 50-50 cluster bot. It was just, it's just ridiculous how fast these things are. So good. So half built in the Netherlands, half built in the UK. Um, so <laughs> they only met in person at the event, I believe. Um, That's amazing. <laughs> and, and their drive system that they come up for this has now become the meta for Beatles. Everyone, it's known as Wee Woo Drive, and, and wow. a lot of people have it in their robots now. And bear in mind, these are half the size of normal ones. Everyone's running, you know, normal Wee Woo tail, and they're double the weight of it robots. So they are very established now. It's uh, they, they were so great. They were so entertaining as well. Uh, I believe the guy's name's Greg. Um, he's just so funny. <laughs> just jig up the crowd. He's, he's he's just... a, he like lives for good looks and shouting. He, he's he's a good looking <laughs> chap. He's a good looking chap. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, the lead singer of a band normally. I think that's where it all comes from. Uh, um, it was interesting because I believe they, they said that there was two different build styles. You know, you have the more kind of traditional build style that um, that Greg brought along with with Wu. Yeah. And then Cosmin with We doing something a bit different. And you know, I think it was um, like slightly. I think was it. Was it machine? I can't remember. Yeah, CNC machined. Oh, so yeah, so it's obviously very different build styles, but you know, it, both working very effectively. It's very, it was very cool to see. Yeah, uh, so much fun. And of course, um, our new uh, colleague, I suppose, if you, if you like, uh, Joe, uh, with Rev Two. Oh yes, yes, uh, Felix. Welcome to the Flamingo team. Uh, <laughs> but also, yeah, Felix. Thank you for bringing Good Boy and Rev to Buggle. We couldn't have done the series without you. Um, Absolutely. Rev is known for just being insanely... He just puts everything into the, the weapon motor and, and pretty much nothing into anything else. So often at events, you'll just see it exploding into bits across the arena. So uh, <laughs> this was a surprising one for us. He was a real underdog in this episode. It was, sure. it was cool as well. That, you, know, you, you saw him at the start you know, very much struggling and having to work his way through the heat. You know, I don't yeah. remember if anything else happened like that throughout the series. It was, it was the one time where you, know, you, you lose your opening round, you have to come back and win the heat. It was, yeah, very, it was very impressive as well. Um, and he was doing like little tweaks every fight, and it, the robot was just getting better and better in each fight. That was what was so cool to see. Absolutely. It's a nice looking thing as well. You know, it's, but unfortunately, it couldn't, it couldn't run upside down in the final, which we'll get to a bit later. Yeah. But I think this episode did have, the, for me, the fight of the series. Yes. Because um, I believe. Because it, it, it was Maximum Overdrive and Wii Woo, I, I believe, was it? That's that's my favourite fight. It was just so good. Mm-hmm. Just the back and forth throughout the whole fight, and just we were flying around the arena like you know absolute nutters. It was <laughs> it was brilliant, and you know just it was very entertaining, and yeah, that was a proper you know two you know well oiled teams working well together, and you know put on a put on a great show, and I think it really showed in that fight. Oh man, yeah. there's like a moment where uh, like Wii is stopped, stacked on top of a Wii in front of Overdrive and slamming into Wii and then Overdrive like brings down the sore on both of them and it's just this, like, it's like a cartoon almost. You, know? <laughs> you, like, you couldn't write scary. it. Yeah, you couldn't write it, could you? Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Um, again, Devin, anything that you particularly stands out for you in this heat? Uh, the, the biggest moment for me was just Flick ripping itself in twain. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm the physics behind that are just crazy and I believe Snippers McGee had uh, was it a fez flying around it? Yes, in the in the whiteboard episode uh, they added a fez, <laughs> flail fez against the crab, it was beautiful I mean, it's a very very clever way of doing a crusher gripper style thing is to have it sort of screw itself shut uh, I'm not quite sure I understand how it works but it works so mm-hmm. It did, it did work, and it was. I think it was very unique the way that they uh, managed to sort it out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Kudos yeah, the team was trying so different. A lot of personality that robot for sure. Yeah, and uh, he'd only built ants before as well. He literally just sort of uh, again. I think he built the robot a week and a half before the show. Sent me some pictures of some scrap metal, and then a, then a few days later, this came out of the metal. It was beautiful. <laughs> uh, brilliant so, stuff. Yeah, and, and then uh, we, yeah, we had our we had our little Gabriel moment you know, uh, yes. with Wackenstein. I didn't really get going in this in this yeah in never, this episode too. Never much. really had chance did it really. No, it had it had drive trouble in the first fight. I remember, and then you had the wheel fall off, and it's in uh, the, the in the in the the three way. So I mean, 
And that, that, I mean, it was it, it was a cool. It's a cool design. I like Blackbots because they're just crazy and mad and hard to con- hard to control. Not only for the person driving against it, but also the driver. Mm. Uh, so I would know that from having to drive a two wheel bot myself. So I, I I can I can concur. It's <laughs> a little bit difficult. The yeah. axe head on Smackenstein is fierce. Mm-hmm. It looks it looks very chunky, doesn't it? It oh, does yeah. very. I I wouldn't like to meet that in a dark alleyway. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely yeah, I think, not. I think like um, I've spoken with Sophie and uh, and uh, Shane who built it together, and and I think they're they they're planning to upgrade it to a brushless drive at some point because at the moment it's running the normal drive motors of other Beetles, and it didn't mm-hmm. quite have the power to sort of swing over. And I think with a bit of the Wii Woo better chucked in, there, <laughs> they'll there be you go. around like beautifully. And, uh, Good old Wii Woo. See that. Yeah. We were ch- no, changing the face of Beatles forever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Innovation at its finest. Ah, dear me. Uh, we'll move on to Heat 4 then. Uh, Heat 4 had the second best robot in the series in the Berg. Uh, obviously, we had a good <laughs> oh. boy earlier in the series. We have the Berg in, is the second best robot in the series. <laughs> All right, wait, wait a minute. With, with, whatever, with whatever goes into the Berg, I, I just... It's just... <laughs> what is it? Like it just doesn't it doesn't do what it's supposed to do. It will win the Olympics. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> it does what yeah, it wants. Athlete, it does yeah. what it wants. Yeah, it just, it just chooses to, you know, operate how it chooses. It's just, it doesn't it doesn't have a choice. Or or, or or at all. Well I don't question it, it won the whole series. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that was that was in the cut version. They had to edit that that bit out because it was just mm-hmm. it was so graphic they couldn't put it on YouTube. <laughs> it would get taken okay. down. That's true. That's what all the editing time is spent on, is, is photoshopping out Berg frame by frame. <laughs> Wait, That's why it took so long. Or, or, Makes or, or sense. Photosho- photoshopping all of Tim pulling... Uh, uh, just, just like the wreckage oh. out of the arena. Just, just, just pull, pulling Charlie away every single time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I, that, like, I was really nervous to hear that they wanted to have this... Well, not that they wanted to, but they have this sort of personality that they're going to display on camera. But I think that is one of the things that people really got into was their, was their charm and their character. Like It did come across all right, I think, on camera, luckily. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they are really lovely guys, and they've been yes. really into the sport since. This was their first Beetle as well. Again, like complete newbies to the scene, and they're absolute regulars now in multiple weight classes. So yeah, absolutely. Once you're bit, that's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Obviously, the uh, familiar face of Apex as well in there in this heat. Yes. Yeah, it was very exciting to hear that Chris has been scaling Apex. I know he'd done feathers. I didn't know he'd done the Beetle Apex before, and it was equally as as scary and. Uh, you know, you never knew what was going to happen. Of course, you, yeah. It, it, like, obviously, as soon as someone says Apex, you know, someone's like, oh, do you remember that time when, <laughs> you know? The, sh- the shivers down your spine, like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Are the arena walls thick enough? Yeah, but, like, you know, it's, it's, it's got that that presence now. Like, you know, obviously, it was a once, you know, it was a one-time thing where, you know, okay, you know, something failed and, you know, obviously carnage ensued. Yeah. And never quite, you know, it's probably never going to happen again. But there's, you know, they just, it, it reminds you of it. You know, the, the, just the name, you think, oh, I remember this happened. It's just, it's got that presence now. It's quite, it's quite it really intimidating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people are scared when they go in the arena with it. Mm-hmm. They never know what's going to happen. I think that's that's quite cool to have such a such a prolific name for yeah. a robot. Yeah. Um, um, 
one of them that I found really interesting in this week was a uh, was it Leem or I can't I can never pronounce Lame. it. Lame. Lame. It's pronounced. It's pronounced lame. He's lame. Had this sort of bilingual pun, I think. Really hard to make a pneumatic flipper at this smaller weight. Yeah. There's only been a couple that I know of in Beetle, mm-hmm. and only one that's like ran really regularly in America. That's that's really cool. But um, so he wanted to have a go at using springs instead, winding up a spring and letting that go. And uh, it, in testing, it had some real potential, but it's really hard to get that sort of stuff reliable. Like yeah, that's how Matilda the Hexbug toy works. If you're yeah. interested, if you have one of those. Mm-hmm. It's winding up a spring and let, letting it go, but yeah. doing that a kilogram and a half is. You need, a, you need some some serious uh, springage going on there, don't you? If you if you're going to do that. Yeah, you can't break Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, the heat winner this time though was uh, SCD, something completely different. Um, a melty brain. Yes. Hey. We, were talk, we were talking about melty brains earlier with, with nuts. This is a melty brain in um, SCD. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it's showing camera. I can't remember if it was this version or the next version. But it, so you couldn't really tell on camera, but it, it, when it spins, it has the name along the side, doesn't it? Yeah, you can yeah, see it. Oh, you, you can, you can see, see it. You can see it. Yeah, it was, it was kind of. I don't think everyone saw it when it obviously was happening at the time, but like you, you can see the name as it spins around, which I think is really cool. And the fact that he's managed to put in the effort to kind of, you know, put the name up through through lights as it's spinning. Not only get not only get the the robot working with. Whatever I mean, I don't know if he's using Open Melt or if he's using his own software. Uh, getting a Melty to work is complicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just the fact that he, he went the extra mile with that. I come on, man. That's that that, that Melty Melty bots are cool, man. And you're this is probably one of those things where you're going to see in the lower weight classes you'll see Melty Brain robots. You will not see a heavyweight robot on BattleBots, unfortunately, because they just oh. don't want them there. Why? Um, I know. <laughs> It, and it bothers me a little bit, but I mean, I, I, I can see, I guess, I don't know. I, I, I think I'm, this was a great example of showing how, like, because I don't think Nuts, it was necessarily about the melty stuff that made it right. effective, it was the chains. And I think in yes. this case, he's really demonstrating that melty bots can be effective. Even in this one isn't the fastest to translate. I've seen fa- faster translating ones more recently, but like... He still demonstrates how the hell do you fight this thing? Like, right? Yeah, the whole the whole weapon is a robot. The, the, the whole weapon is a robot. That that yeah. we're gonna flip that. The whole robot is a weapon. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, it's throwing the whole weight limit at you, and that's that's really scary. Yeah, 100%. absolutely, absolutely. Um, obviously, SCD going on to win the heat as well, which is obviously very impressive to see as well. Yeah. Um, cool. Heat five. Oh, uh, don't forget clause two. Clause two. Yeah. Oh, big big energy, big big wedge energy was very sneaky, very sneaky. It was... <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the face was the most terrifying part. <laughs> the, the, the... Yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, but Claus two yeah. definitely worth yeah. mentioning because uh, Fliss has become this absolutely ruthless driver. She just won. I think she came second in the featherweight, um, like the featherweight uh, sportsman cup in the UK um, mm-hmm. with her featherweight. So she's become this really. Like well-known driver in the scene now. She's doing great stuff. Yeah. yeah. Same people who brought you a uh, lunatic. Yeah, that's right. I mean, she's got one that's uh, based on that dragon. Now, what's it called? The right. House Train Dragon. Toothless. That's what it's called. Toothless. 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 Mm-hmm. And that thing's winning loads of fights. But uh, yeah. Claws Two has become this tank of a robot that's really hard to kill. That's it. Sort of yeah, which is obviously is a, is a great quality in itself. You know, it's, if you if you can't lose, then. Or can't be you know knocked out or anything. That's obviously a very good skill to have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a good clamp on it, you know. I mean, it's. It, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm sure it's come a long a long way since 
since Bucklebots. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's it, it, it's it's a it's a tough bot to fight, and I'm sure I'm I'm sure it's just gonna keep getting better. And the the driving, from what I'm hearing, is is pretty on point. So I'm I'm excited. Yeah, I think yeah. the uh, I think the whole family have a beetle now each, except for I think hey. uh, Chris's wife. I don't think she has one, but um, at the uh, last beetle event I saw, which was Battle in the Borough, um, everyone in the family had their own beetle. Same so game. that was a. Uh, they, they, they all love it as well, don't they? Bug. Yeah, they, they, they all love it, the Sarahs, don't they? they? They just love robot combat in general. Yeah, yeah great family. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, mm -hmm. Heat 5, there was some serious Robot Wars alumni in this one. Yes. Um, why don't you talk about that? Because obviously, you know, obviously we're talking about uh, Alex Mordew, who once piloted Firestorm and was part of that team. Um, mm -hmm. How did that come about? Um, so I think. Alex had since since uh, stopping Robot Wars and heavyweights, he'd always been into like three D printing and, and and just sort of exploring the tech. And he'd done some sort of outweight designs and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and I think uh, he he was one of the first people when we announced we were going to do a show to get to to get involved essentially and uh, start showing his CAD designs. He had all these absolutely bonkers designs. I think the funniest thing to me was um, he posted his sore loser design on on like Instagram and stuff before we denounced who was on the show and stuff. Mm. And loads of people were slating it, saying, "Oh, it's three printed. It's gonna get torn to pieces. It's rubbish. Uh, it looks mm -hmm. cool, but it's not gonna work, right?" Mm -hmm. yep. And um, I think Alex just came back to sort of show people things can be done differently from what everyone's used to. And mm -hmm. I think that's. But yeah, he he now runs. He's one of the people running the Battle in the Borough that you mentioned. Yes, he is like. The Beatles scene is his baby, basically. He's so involved in the Beatles scene. Now, it, was, love. it was really cool, because obviously, you know, if you remember back when, I think, sorry, well, we'll use Robot Wars as an example, you know, when, when some of the old guys came back for Series 8, they did one mm -hmm. series and then we're just kind of like, all right, that's it, we're done. Yeah. You know, it's, it's been really nice to see Alex you know, kind of take it, you know, and say, okay, I actually want to be involved in this and do more of this. Yeah. Obviously, to a point now where, you know, he's helping run an event in Scotland, which is... Great to see. Yeah, and, and that's and, so good. And yeah. Saw Loser, it was spectacular. Yeah, like, it's it, it's yeah. such a cool little design, man. I mean, it's, yeah. it, it, a, a saw and an actuating arm, I mean, but it, it lifts, so it's it, it's got like that whiplash quality to it, you know? Yeah, that was the first thing I was about to say. You know, it kind of remi reminds me very much of whiplash. You know, it's, it, it, it's less of a, a cutter and more of a, a spinner, if you like. And it, it just mm -hmm. it's just such a nice robot. <laughs> it's, just, yeah. it's, just, it's just really nice. It hits well. It, it hits well. <laughs> it certainly does. It, it and you know it did did very well in the uh, in Heat Five as well. Um, one of the other robots that really kind of stood out to me in Heat Five was Salanza Frog. Uh, yeah. Really lovely um, robot as well. Um, Nicholas, I think his name is, if I remember correctly. That's it. Yeah. yeah. It, it does a lot of the artwork for a lot of teams. That's what I was going to say. I wanted to give a huge shout because Nick does all the po the Heat posters, so our fight cards essentially, yeah. um, and all the logos and stuff for the show. Uh, so Nick him. is an absolute legend in the graphics yeah. department of the robot combat scene. Yeah, it is, it is the frog department because he does these really, really tanky froggy beetles, man. They're so right. good. Yeah, he, as I say, he does a lot. He does a lot of work for a lot of teams. I think we've we've had artwork done by him before. Um, yeah, so it's you know it's fantastic and yeah, credit to him. It's, it's again, it's a really cool robot as well. It's a Lancer frog. <laughs> um, Anks as well, Re really fun robot. Um, Strong axe. Yeah, like this was yeah. a really impressive. You know, uh, you don't generally see axes on beetles because obviously, as you mentioned, pneumatic is kind of hard to do, and you know, gearing wise, you can't quite get a like a, a motor 
powered one. Right. But this guy, this guy managed it. <laughs> so yeah, Ralph. Um, first of all, German, so representing yep. the German contingent, which is great to see. Yep. Um, he he is a, a brushless fanatic as well, so like these really uh, crazy motors. And he basically took half a drill motor gearbox and combined it with a massive brushless motor to do that. So as you probably see in the episode, it's got far more power than the robot can handle. Absolutely. And, and when it launches the axe, it flies in the air and does, you know, cartwheels instead it's of actually. Absolutely <laughs> bonkers. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so good. You gotta love angst. Yeah, um, and Ralph keeps saying this. He basically, his philosophy of robots is always just take it to the maximum with something ridiculous. So oh, yeah. uh, he's kept doing that, which is super cool to see. But yeah. love angst, such a cool robot. Absolutely. Kind of like people that push the boundaries a little bit instead of just you know like oh this this design works. Let me just make this you know, but Absolutely. actually really just trying trying to push the boundaries and it's it's yeah. Axes like... are diff axes are difficult too because it's not only do you have to build a really strong competent robot but you have to drive it well if you mm. miss you got to wait for a good hit so Aha, there it is <laughs> <laughs> um zero gravitas as well a uh, good uh, friend of yourself joe um yeah the bristol bot builders yep. boys as yep. call them. uh so him him gareth and uh, craig we do the events together and he he was very involved from the beginning with beatles as well in the bristol scene that is um and zero gravitas is a you know quite a different got quite a lot of personality a bit of a chompy yeah it looks, it looks it looks nice and he's mm. iterated on it quite a lot he's built a nice uh wee wee drive four-wheel drive version of it now which is yes. drives around very nippily so yeah as someone who uh, really likes the uh spectrum quantum machines zero yes. gravitas i really wish we could have seen more from it in this series of bugglebots because it it is a really nice looking thing and uh there aren't that many biters around and i do like a good biter bot so yeah um yeah i've got major respect for zero gravitas yeah. he's and a massive fan yeah. as well of those things he he i think it was inspired by the spectre mm -hmm. sort of family of robots yeah. in an arena with a pit too a, a grappler can do a, 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 a grappler can do very well if driven well so i mean that's that that's that's definitely a a, a plus in that in their column it just didn't didn't work quite out quite well this time mm. i think against all loser <laughs> yeah well, that's yeah, not so, drawing he, for anybody there i think yeah i think he yeah. hit the ceiling pretty much so <laughs> yeah so all loser certainly had some some potency to it didn't it speaking of beautiful uh k2 the eventual winner of the heat yes uh wowee <laughs> i mean this was this whole heat was kind of like you know you kind of thought okay it looks very slick, you know. K two's looking pretty solid here. You're probably going to be seeing that in the in the heat final. And what a heat final it was! Eventually, when they fought uh, Saw Loser, that was it was a great fight. Yes, absolutely awesome. I think the thing about Mark, who, who built K two, is is before Bugglebots, I think the highest he'd come in an event was tenth. But he'd always been working on K two. It started as a two wheel drive robot. And he's just been iterating and iterating. And we like to compare Mark. Uh, with K2 as the kind of Beatle equivalent of um, of Bike Force because he's just taken this robot and tuned it and tuned it and tuned it and like when, by the time this season came about he was just like it was just right dialed in for the first time where it was really really performing and yeah, yeah you could see because yeah, like see we that. would not we would personally before the show had been filmed we would have put him as one of the finalists um, mm -hmm. but he really really proved himself which was so cool to see yeah, yeah. It, was like, it was kind of like a coming of age thing yeah. it, it very much, you know, that robot was it was the right place at the right time for it and it it, yeah. re it really worked so obviously we'll get to how it did in the final a bit later on yeah, and then you got then you got little 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 pinwheel little, pinwheel. little, little spinny blade 
it was a it was a tough it was a tough heat for it to to get driven to really. Yeah, yeah. It, it really couldn't show off what what it could have done. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, which left us with our five finalists, uh, which were yes. Captain Doom, Limpet, Rev Two, SCD, and K Two. But of course, obviously taking. I'm sure a little bit of inspiration from series ten having have to have, you have to touch. have a rumble in there. How dare you! No. <laughs> <laughs> you have to have, have to have a rumble in there, and the rumble was between all the uh, losing heat finalists. So somehow Drizzle, uh, if if you'd have said in the first episode after the you know watching the first fight, you know Drizzle falling flat on his face, you would have thought ah heat you know heat finalist wouldn't have thought it really would you? But it, it made it there. <laughs> Uh, snappy maximum overdrive, which a lot of people thought very unlucky not to be there. Mm. Uh, clause two and sore loser, and um, snappy coming out on top in the end in that fight. It was um, it was kind of interesting because it was, it had, it was slowly dying towards the end. I think they lost. I think he lost a wheel, didn't he, Craig? So he got the LED strip had come loose. Um, oh, yeah. okay. Like on that first hit with drizzle, it seems that it came. It just came clean. So his bling was his downfall. <laughs> oh, it gets caught in the wheels. The, oh, the, neon, the neons under the like the under the wheels. <laughs> uh, yeah, the caliber of robots in this heat. Like I think it could have gone anyway when I, when it started. And just seeing like the chaos ensuing, where you see like overdrive soaring or loser in the corner, and he actually cuts like uh, the receiver in half. I think. Um, mm. Which is pretty cool. And then you've got like drizzle smashing snappy like and it's. It's sort of head flinging around, and yeah, it really looked like it was going to be Claus's match. I think that one. Yeah, uh, definitely. Like, it, yeah, it, it got grips on grips on Snappy. Was feeding it to Ogre Drive, and yeah. Just... Which... yeah, and they knocked Claus knocked out Ogre Drive. That was the upset, wasn't it? Really, like that was really mm. unexpected. Mm. If 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 we're going to put money on someone to win the fight, like Claus two was probably the one you'd think. Ah, eh, it's probably going to get you know munched up by you know. The bigger machines in there, but it, it, you know, yeah. the driving again, as you as you said, but you know, very very strong. Yeah, from, <laughs> from class two. Type. She's just very very precise. She's like very yeah. restrained. Like she won't zoom around attacking people. She'll like wait for a moment to strike and then she'll get people. It's really it's really interesting style of driving. Mm -hmm. But it works clearly. Yeah, it works works very well um, until right at the end, just a bit of bit of misjudging and snappy getting the win. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and Tom just kind of hanging out in the middle of the arena, just <laughs> waiting for somebody to come to him. Just just, yeah. just hoping that someone comes comes close. Yeah, one of the one of those unfortunate things, isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, Drizzle was a little bit of a glass cannon in this series. I could, I, I think that's fair. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I it's think got, he knew that too. Yeah, it's it's gotten a lot better since then. I think that's that, that's, that's fair to say. Yeah, if you've seen any of the live scene stuff, he he's really tuned in all the all the issues he was having with Drizzle, and the best bit is. Drizzle on Monsoon are sort of uh, iterating on each other. So yeah. you'll see something he does in Monsoon and it'll come to Drizzle, and then he'll do something with Drizzle and then it'll come back to Monsoon. Like like the disc, so, for example. Yeah, and, and he's been doing with forks and the wedges. Like there's a load of stuff in there where they're inspired from each other, which is I think is really cool. Just sort of prove legitimacy as Beatles as a place to build robots, you know? Yeah. Like the stuff that works here can work on BattleBots. I think that's really mm. cool. The, the, sc the scalability's yeah. there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm. Which which brings us to the final. Our final six. Captain Dune, Limpet, Snappy, Rev2, SCD, and K2. Um, going into this, I, I generally... I, I, had, I didn't know who won. I didn't know who won mm -hmm. uh, season one. Uh, obviously, I could have asked Joe or Craig or whoever who, uh, who won, but I, I had no idea. I thought, you know, I'll go, I'll go into it blind. We'll 
you know, we'll find out as the show goes on. Right. And um, watching K2 get to the victory it ended up getting was kind yeah. of, not in the way you kind of thought it was going to, mm-hmm. if, if you catch my drift. Like, it wasn't like dominant the whole way through. It was, it, it was made to work for it. Yes. Which, I think, yeah. which I think was quite good. Yeah, its first fight against Captain Doom. Yeah, it was a test. Yeah, I mean, it, it was always going to be a te- you know any fight against Captain Doom is going to be a test, but you know it, it wasn't you know a straightforward K two just going to walk through and, and win the championship. It was a you know they had to they had to win their stripes. Props for Captain Doom for technically beating the grand you know the yeah be, being being the one to beat them. <laughs> yep. Just didn't work out quite in the end for Captain Doom to take home the, the trophy, which it would it would have been nice for. For for Tyler to take home, uh, take home the big the big pot, I suppose, but uh, wasn't meant <laughs> the to be big this, critic. The big the big trophy. exactly. Yeah. Those, those yeah, great... you, got see, you got you got to see more expert driving as well in another in another fight with Limpet and SCD, uh, yeah. showing that again, even if you got a super powerful weapon, uh, you just get outdriven. It, it really could be your downfall, uh, and that's that's kind of like what happened in that fight. And John Denny Jr.'s. Uh, just expertise with that with that robot it's just incredible uh it's 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 got great survivability yeah yeah that way it was i think his wedge was already kind of half knocked off at that point by scd for the massive hits but it was like that lance which is a really interesting thing i I had this great conversation during the the series two filming uh between uh some international teams that Mm -hmm. wow all these uk people are starting to use lances on their robots and it's really (laughs) effective i don't know why none of us do it because it's like a really good like keep away stick and then it also helps guide people Guide SCD into the pit mm. there. It's so cool, right? Like, that's such yeah. controlled driving. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's such a weird, interesting, like, meta that's kind of evolved recently as well. Like, it's, you wouldn't really have thought, you know, a Lance would be that effective, but it, it really does work. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of new Beatles have been built this year have got Lances now, and it's because it's, like, it's becoming this sort of mm-hmm. UK style of Beatle if you're doing, like, a pusher or a... You guys got a bunch of castles over there, so I guess... <laughs> <laughs> The medieval stuff. Like that. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, Gemma, I'm going to bring you in here. Like, obviously, go, coming into the grand final, who, who did you think was kind of going to walk away with the trophy? Was it like was it obvious to you or? No, not at all. Uh, yeah. I I was really of the belief that it was going to go to a spinner. So, yeah. uh, I think that was more me hoping than anything. I'm not the biggest wedge fan. I think this series had turned me very slightly because they were just so well driven uh, in the heat so yeah i was part of me was really hoping that snappy would have that real cinderella moment and get all the way through and win it all um rev 2 was brilliant scd i thought maybe maybe not um k2 i mean i couldn't predict what they were going to do next they were just winning left right and center really and uh, yeah yeah it was really really tough for them as you said earlier so yeah I, it was for me a really open field um no way of telling who could have taken it um which made it even better really because it was exciting all the way through yeah mm-hmm. there was there was no obvious at, at no point there was like an obvious standout window it could have gone any way at any at any point you know yeah. which, which was very exciting as well um I think that pretty much wraps up season one yeah of bugger bots just watching the final again, just remembering the so tense. Yeah, it, it it was it was not you know it wasn't a moment where you kind of thought okay this is an obvious winner but like it, or yeah. you know there was there was no foregone conclusions it was it was really strong throughout right. and I think I think the final and you know the, the specials coming on later on uh were yeah. just they were just good fun. 
Yeah, I, I think massive we're... props to getting everything together and getting all these people uh, organized. <laughs> organized so soon, and, and 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 in the end, I know we said it in the beginning, but getting such a nice product in the end uh, for the first time around, I'm sure this. I mean, clearly this beats Robot War Series One. This beats. I mean, like like a start, you know, like it, like like this, like a good foundation to build on, and I I can only hope hope it improves for series two, uh, and I can hope I can I can hope to see even uh even more carnage, and you know it's it, I just I, I just hope this is like a, a kickstart, you know, for you guys, because I know the I know this must be tough to produce, so this, I know you guys it's 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 not like a television crew, you know what I mean, where you got up like fifty a hundred people all working on the show, and you have endless amounts of money and all this stuff. I know I, I know it must be difficult to to uh you know like to find the strength to continue because i know i know you've been probably slaving like crazy over editing <laughs> and stuff like that this poor show and you've been i'm i'm, I'm, I'm i just want to just want to thank you personally for uh for, 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 for giving us some uh some, some, really, some really good some really good entertainment honestly yeah, yeah. thank you and yeah, props being... to everyone who's been involved in it you know it's, it's a yeah. massive team effort like the you know Definitely. everyone on the from the judges to the refs the commentators to the hosts and then the yeah. whole film crew and then there's the three there's sort of three or four of us who just have a yeah. few months on our own in computers yeah. <laughs> just slaving away yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely and you know again we can't you know we can't wait for the next season so it, yeah thank you for putting up another another one for us to do yeah oh, so you. i'm really glad that you appreciate it. i'm i'm glad it's come across i had no way basically we had no idea how it was going to turn out so mm-hmm. I think particularly the grand final episode, you guys picked up on what the vibe was like there, which was everyone was super amped about this and no one knew who was going to win. So the audience, even though it was, you know, a very small audience, the, the, the hype levels for the grand final in particular with the judges' decision and stuff was just so, yeah. so electric and, yeah. and so special. I wish I could go back to that moment in particular. That was so magical. Fantastic. But there is one more question we, we must ask. <laughs> Joe, obviously everyone at this point who's been involved with the show and even, you know, just general people online, you know, it is a very popular question. Uh, the question is, when? <laughs> when Bugglebot Season 2? Joe? December 9th. December, 9th, December, December 9th. the 9th, which is Whoa. this this week coming up. Um, uh, Monday. Next Monday, at uh, the time of recording from this Monday. So you're saying, so you're saying I get to go to Battle Beach over the weekend, and then on Monday I just, I just get to turn on Bugglebots and have a grand old time. Yeah. Oh, so I'm you tickled. heard it. You heard it so here first. Bugglebot season two is uh, premiering Monday night. Monday night, seven p.m. on YouTube premiere, same as last season. Um, cool. The trailer is coming out on Wednesday, Sam, so you better edit this quick. It, it, it's, <laughs> yes. This is Tuesday. Definitely Tuesday. 100%. <laughs> I've put As pressure on myself now, haven't I? <laughs> is uh, endeavouring to put news forward, you don't know how happy I am to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Um, we are, we are, we will be tackling the entirety of Bugabot season two as it comes out. Um, we're actually going to cover it this year. I'm sorry we didn't do it last year, Joe. <laughs> hey, that's right. Um, I'm hyped to hear you covering it. I, 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 can't, I can't wait to. I, I can't wait. I've, I've heard a lot of good things from a lot of people involved in it, so I, I genuinely can't wait to see how it comes out. It's going to be a, likewise. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be a blast. Cheers, guys. I'm, I hope you enjoy it. That's. Uh, sure, I, I, know sure, I know we will. I know we will too. I know you've worked hard on it. But that said. I am Sam Elliott 64. I am Steve the American Gildroy. 
I'm not Anderson9132. <laughs> there you go. And I'm Jane. And, uh, well, me and Steve certainly will at least see you uh, next week for the first episode of Bugglebot Season 2! How exciting! Yeah! <laughs> get, your, get your hype horns out. Alright, <laughs> we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye.